Welcome in the back to cover the most underrated sports podcast in the greater exosphere area. I'm your host, Dan Jester, and I'm joined as always with Ross Bolin. Hello, Dan. How are you today? I'm good, mate. How are you? I'm all right. Okay. Bet you can't do the whole pod in that accent. Pumped about the exosphere that we're in. I don't even know what that is. It's space, homie. <clears throat> and that other voice, of course, is Dylan Shivery. Hello. First of all, Dan, I'd like to thank you for being my, my guest on the Mailbag Podcast yesterday. Happy to join you. That was big of you. Was we it? Fun. We had fun. It was big of him? It was big. Yeah. No, small of me, Really Ross. stooped low to get on your show there, huh? So my uh, my girlfriend <laughs> actually brought up a good point. Uh, have you thought about calling your, your mailbag the D-bag? Uh, that hadn't crossed my mind, Dan. No. Maybe a rebrand I for the I, launch. I'll probably stick with mailbag for now. D-bag might give off a, a certain vibe I'm not down for. I don't, I'm not looking for. Yeah, that's not the branding you want. Yeah, it makes me think of douchebag, you know? The douche. Is that where you go? Is that where the mind goes? The douche. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The vaginal cleansing. That's Yeah, that's what douche is. You better start talking about sports does. or I'll yeah. keep going down this rabbit hole. I mean, not to... It's going to seem like I'm going at Dylan's neck right now, especially with today in sports history. Uh, in 2008, 10 years ago today, Michael Crabtree makes the yeah. catch and upsets yeah. number one Texas Longhorns. <laughs> yeah. look on his face. Uh, uh, that was a... That was a very dark uh, look. Um, that was one of the worst plays in, in Texas in, football history. In your life. That was also the Blake Gideon dropped interception, I believe. Micah, is that the same? That's the same game, right? Yeah. The, the easiest interception a guy could yeah. ever have in his life. Just it, in it the hands. Popped up and it came right into his lap and he somehow did not catch it. The Crabtree catch, though, was like as just watching it unfold live was ridiculous i mean you knew he was going to keep his feet in bounds and i knew where was, it was I mean, it was crazy a lot of people a lot of people don't remember that the safety that should have made a play on that ball was earl thomas oh wow who's uh you know one of the best in the league uh, he yeah. missed the tackle he didn't miss the tackle but he, he had he had a play on the ball and he just kind of let up at the end there instead of i don't know what he, what he was doing but yeah yeah well because of that game texas did not make the national championship and instead oklahoma who Texas beat right that year? Texas beat them. Made I was the there. national championship I was the game. and lost to I believe uh, Tim Tebow's Florida Gators. Forty-five, thirty-five, I believe, was the final for that Texas game. Real bummer. Yeah, the old Dan. the old three-way tie. Fucking Texas Tech. The top of the Big Twelve. Yeah, it made it a lot worse than it was that it was Tech too, because it's like you know. Now you got tech fans for all of eternity talking about the Crabtree catch. Yeah. You got people throwing tortillas at you. They need they they don't have a whole lot, but they've got that. They'll always have that. Man, that was the Mike Leach years. Good times. Good times. What do they say? The Red Raiders shoot them up or something. They do have guns, right? Shoot them. Shoot it. Reckham, Reckham tech, Reckham tech. tech, and they they make little guns. And then they they do they do finger pistols, finger pistols, pew, pew, and then pew, they pew. Uh, they have unprotected sex with each other. Raider rash is what I believe they call. That's that sucks, man. Just just having your school be known for that, even like outside. Dan's not even from Texas, and he knows about Raider rash. Let's like, talk about the top rated <laughs> STD <laughs> schools like, in the country. Like what the fuck, man? Check. East Carolina. People tried to make bobcat bumps happen for Texas State. That's funny. Which was funny, but it was like, there's just something inherently more disgusting about a rash. And and Raider rash just sounds awful. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it, the location of Texas Tech being in Lubbock doesn't help thinking about like having a rash. Just be safe out there, kids. With <laughs> wear your, protection. With your with your penises and your vaginas. You, know, you don't be have safe. to wear protection, but be, maybe... Be safe with your private parts. Be a little bit more be selective responsible. with who you sleep with. Honestly, I would just suggest, like, just don't have sex. Just, just jack it. You're, like, maybe a year and a half away from being able to buy a robot uh, that you can have as a spouse. Mm-hmm. Then you're good. Mm-hmm. Your gene pool needs to die anyway, so just don't worry about it. Stay in, watch football. It's not worth it. Play some video games. You don't want the rash. Jacket. You want robot rash. It's time for us to... That's uh, from too much robot fucking. It's time, though, for us to talk about our good friends at Rowdy Gentlemen. Sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, good transition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's your go-to uh, merch destination to support Grand X Media. That's us. It is us. It's our company. As the uh, bad boys of the medium podcast space... Advertising can only get us so far, and your support of RG goes a long way. 
to help our podcast grow, to allow us to create more and better content for you, the listener. Wow, Dan, do you write that yourself? Nah. Oh. Pretty sure I just ripped this off of Joe's email. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, Rowdy Gentleman, though. Truly the laziest human being alive. (laughs) Is where our shirt ideas come to life. (laughs) We hit on pop culture trends, inside jokes from the pods, and cool tees you can just kick it in. If there's a shirt you want to see made, don't hesitate to let us know, and we'll see what we can we can do. I think yesterday somebody hit me up and said we should make team content shirts. Yeah, I like that idea because I'm team content. I'm always team content. I stay on team content. Yep. So right now, if you use the promo code BDC30 at checkout, you can get 30% off your entire purchase at RowdyGentleman.com. You wow. say you say 30 percent. 30 off, whole eh? percent. Holy monkey balls! As always. Thanks for the support. If you buy a shirt, yes. Uh, if you don't, um, I guess you just want us to get fired. So that's that's. Yeah, cool. what's your deal, bro? No, go check out RowdyGentleman.com. Funny T-shirts coming out every week. Plus, the full fall 2018 collection is available. Great hats, tees, long sleeve tees, thirty percent off. Yeah, BDC thirty. Use that code. Also, hit us up uh, in the DMs if you want to see a shirt specifically for Backdoor Cup. Yeah, if you've got a shirt idea that's you know sports related. Hit us up. Oh, we mean, we'll make that shit. We don't have anything else to do. If it doesn't suck. Oh, yeah. No, it has to be real good. Most of the ideas we get from you people suck, I'm just saying. Well, mo- just most ideas suck. That's just part of the... Fair. That's just math. Yeah. Just step your game up. If all the honestly. ideas were good ideas, Dylan, and... All mine are good. I just, rats I just have very few of them. Fly. You know what I'm saying? What, what the world it? would be chaos if every idea was a good idea. What's the if nooks and crannies were fun and fannies? What is that? What is that saying? If something and something were something if, and something, uh, then every boy would be a jolly lad or something. Were something and something were candy and nuts. If if ifs and buts were, were candy, candy and nuts, nuts, we'd all have a jolly Christmas. Oh, something like that. Oh, I thought it was if if and buts are were candy and nuts. Johnny gets out of the basement. That's that's a sick perverted. Version. That was the one they taught me when what? I was little. Who the fuck? Who's teaching you? <laughs> Who's talking to this guy? Was that Zed? Uh, my parents grew uh, or wore gimp suits the entire time I yeah. was growing so up. Yeah. It was Zed that kept Johnny in it the was, basement. Yeah. <laughs> Zed's dead, baby. Zed is dead. Zed's dead. Zed was a rapist. <laughs> was I hope everyone has seen Pulp Fiction or else this conversation is just. Who hasn't seen Pulp Fiction? It's just Fiction strange. It's probably strange Micah, anyway, Micah, honestly. Micah doesn't like American cinema, so he's probably never he's seen, seen Pulp, Pulp Fiction. Everybody's seen Pulp Fiction. Come on, Micah. Anyway, let's get into college football. Yesterday, Maryland reinstated and then immediately fired DJ Durkin after uh, backlash from Twitter, from the media, and from uh, uh, why the did they bring him back? Why did they bring Remind him back? Remind me what Durkin was fired for. He's yeah, the, he murdered. Or, no, no, yeah, hold he, on, he didn't murder. Anybody. He didn't murder anybody. <laughs> but all right, he ran a kid to death. In practice, don't you remember that kid who died in the off season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, the head okay. coach, he's the head. He was the head coach. So they were like, enough time has passed since that kid died. You they can did come an back. investigation, and they're like, uh, for whatever reason, it's. Fun. I think uh, some of the boosters were like, just bring him back. Look, it doesn't Mid-season, even matter. Season, it doesn't even matter sense. if he, if he, if his actions directly led to this kid's death. It doesn't matter because he's the head guy. He's in charge. He's responsible for everything that happens. You're the fall guy. Yeah, and so bringing. The coach back just looks really, really, really bad. Also, and if you're the family of the kid who passed away, like, what do you think? Okay, but what were the circumstances? Like, I need to know. Was it like a freak brain aneurysm? No, we talked about he, this he, he collapsed. It, it was like a heat. They were deal. doing He sprints. collapsed, and then an hour later, he was All brought right, to the look, hospital. Let me and say died. this: being from Texas, where high school football is a very big thing, the whole t- the, and it being a very hot place. We hear about shit like this all the time with with football, especially. There's always issues in the off season, particularly during very hot summers. Yeah, where coaches have to be real careful. But ESPN with, wrote a whole, I think like five thousand word piece about how the toxic culture him and this uh, strength and conditioning coach built throughout the entire program. Oh, would they yell at their players? They did a lot of stuff. We, t- oh, we, we, we touched on this like months ago. It doesn't matter. You don't bring this guy back, at least for a year. You can't you you don't you can't bring him back. You Be- can't bring him back. Because the players aren't gonna listen to this asshole. Well it's it's just Fuck a dad, it's not even about that. It's, it's just not PR about one oh one. Yeah, it's it's just a bad look for the university and it, he doesn't belong in that culture anymore. I'm just, also, look, I don't know about the this kid dies in your watch, you gotta go. I'm just saying uh, that, 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 like not knowing anything about how the kid died or what the fuck the circumstances were at this program, I think a lot of the times when something horrible happens and the guy at the top does have to take the fall because that's how it works, like the coach or whatever, 
It's mm. not. You got to remember. It's not always like the doesn't, coach was some terrible dickhead who ran happen. the kids to the point that they died. Like yeah. it could have been a freak accident. DJ Durkin though know. is a noted terrible dickhead. Okay, but it's, let's assume he's not for a second. I'm just saying. Even if a kid dies and you're responsible for the program, you can't keep working there. Culturally, right. professionally, yeah, uh, it just doesn't work. George O'Leary would say otherwise. Like, all right, look, it, it, let's like, put it this way: if I'm uh, if I work here and I hire an intern and I'm paying that intern ten bucks an hour to file paperwork, and one of the pieces of paper slits the intern's jugular artery, and the intern fucking dies bleeds out and dies. Cut. Look, that's not on me. I probably need to go though. <laughs> I got to go somewhere else. I just an intern died here on my watch. I can no longer fucking. I think work when here. the entire team just turns on you, like the the eighteen to twenty two year olds that you have to coach, no longer have respect for you. Yeah, you can't come back mid season. Which they don't respect you. Apparently, anyway, like. he showed up to address the team after he got reinstated, and several members of the team just walked out of the meeting. Yeah, I get it. So they're full. The, the the players are holding him responsible for what happened. Clearly, yeah. And, yeah. uh, and you, they, they've had a solid season dude, under interim coach Matt Canada. He was back for a day, and they they fired him. I just don't get it's why weird. they tried he was to bring back him back. For like at all. That's what I don't understand. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, so the the boosters on the board of regents and the big football guys like all wanted Durkin back for some reason, and Bo they managed to. Because he's an okay recruiter. Boosters are the fucking defensive mind. Uh, what are the people who go to Washington? They're the lobbyists of college football. They're the football, swamp. And they're ruining everything Oh, they, they control all this shit. It's, it's, it's fucking it's, sad. Because you're probably right. This was probably a, a handful of powerful boosters who love this guy and have a personal relationship. These good old boys, the way old, rich, white dudes operate is if they like people, they hook them up. The good old boy network. They probably like this dude. They hooked him up with getting his job back. But they, because they have all the power and the money and the university has to do whatever the fuck they want, which is the broken part of the system. And then uh, within, you know, what, minutes of reinstating him, all of the media world was like, yeah. are you fucking kidding the me? University the president the governor like, of Maryland put out a statement saying, I hope you reconsider. And within minutes, he was fired. Which, I mean, it's just sad. That's, that's such a... That never should have happened in the first place. The kid should still be alive, based on the very little bit that I know. And then, the the, the stupidity to cave to your to whoever was uh, putting pressure on these guys to bring him back. And I'm again assuming it was the boosters. That the AD should be fired too. That's just poor ass decision making. This is the person in charge of making your university. I think. By the end of this, the AD, the president, everybody's going to be fine. Good, because that, that, like, that sounds like a, an, a group of idiots. Because, again, let's touch on this. The kid was starting to seize after sprints, and a phone call to an ambulance was not called for at least an hour. Oh, yeah, I remember this story now. Okay. Yeah, they should just fire everyone. Just uh, a lot of negligence. If no one in program. the vicinity was smart enough to be like, no, we should call an ambulance now, then everyone should be fired. All of the coaches, the assistant coaches, that's pathetic, dude. That's like you're watching a robbery and you're like, hold on, let's see how this plays out. What are you, what are you doing? Call the police, dumbass. It's easy. It's three numbers. Jeez. Somebody call 911. It's a good song. All right, let's get into uh, some happier stories. College football this weekend. Happier than children dying young? Yeah, like 19-year-old kids exactly dying. Exactly a child, but yeah. Pretty low bar, I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, tonight, we got Temple at number 12 UCF. Uh, yes, we moved back. College football rankings came out Tuesday. Uh, UCF is 12. So tonight, the line is 10 and a half. So not having lost a game, you're moving in the wrong direction? We're moving in the wrong direction. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Granted, it's college football playoff ranking, so th it's <laughs> this committee that's putting together the rankings. I know, but shouldn't that be like all you need to know about college football to know that it's a little silly? To be fair, <laughs> this is the highest uh, ranking a non-Power 5 team has uh, debuted in during the college football ranking. So. Oh, so now you're happy with, it, with a little where bit they of, are. I was, I was expecting this. I was, I was actually expecting this to be like 15. Sure, so you called 12, it. You called it, but it's good, just fucking weird that you cannot do anything wrong and slide. We uh, somebody's. I mean, <laughs> and that you're okay with it. I think Everyone's the, teams, like, the ah. teams we've played in this, on our schedule so far are like 12 and 28 combined. Okay. But moving forward, the last four or five games of the season, I think it's 28 and 12 is the record. So, our our schedule's backloaded. Okay, the strength of schedule stuff makes it make a little more sense when you've been playing garbage teams. There's more ridiculous things like Houston not being ranked. 
Houston's a very good team. They're a top 25 team. They are not ranked. Iowa State with three losses is ranked. Yeah, I don't know how that happens. But eh, we're never going to have a perfect system for this we whole can. ranking. I think this might be the year. I think there's going to be a lot of Power 5 teams, like conferences. I think the Pac-12 is going to get left out. I think the Big 10 might get left out. And I think the Big 12 might get left out. What, and so that, that it might be chaos in the offseason? If Notre Dame runs the table and there's two or three uh, SEC teams in the playoff, we're going to get expansion. It's going to happen. They're, uh, like The other conferences are immediately going to call uh, for expansion. Dan, Dan uh, calling his shot here. I hope you're right. Yeah. I, the more chaos, the more games there are for me to bet on, the more the happier I am. Yeah. So whatever. The more pissed off people at the end of the season, and I enjoy that too. Also, yeah, again, team content. Yeah, sure. The anger is good for Print us here. the shirts, Ross. At our jobs. I'm not the shirt printer. That's true. Barrett is, right? I don't, I'm not even sure. Somebody is. No one knows. Somebody in this office. Somebody's in charge. We'll of make the shirts. Printing. Uh, then we got number six, uh, Georgia this weekend at number nine, Kentucky. Georgia. Kentucky's not very good. I'm just ready for Kentucky to stop winning games. They're not going to. I'm tired of hearing about get, them. Kentucky's getting ten at home. Uh, like I'm, I, I've been cheering for Kentucky all year long. Just they in the like, Big Twelve. They're kind of like a fun story. SEC. No, SEC. Wait, it's just I can't. Why are they in? They ranked what? Nine. Yeah. They got one loss. It's to Texas A&M. They beat Florida. That's pretty much why they're ranked. Kentucky. Defense is dirty. They got a filthy defense, but uh, their offense is very inept. Georgia, I think, is going to run away with this. I think Georgia I hope so. blows the doors off. What's Kentucky. the line? Unfortunately, 10. Kentucky getting 10 at home. I mean, it's not that big of a line. It's pretty big. It's a I'll fucking take basketball school, man. I'll take Georgia. Yeah, me too. Then we got number 13, West Virginia. At Dylan's number seventeen, Texas Longhorns. D- this is your biggest game remaining, correct? Yeah. What's the line? Texan or Texas is given two, so minus two Texas. Oh, favored at home. Favored by two. Right. 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 I don't. I don't really know how to feel about. This. I mean, I expect Texas to have a bounce back game. I think that's kind of obvious. There, Texas is still a good team, even though the defense was not good last week. Really, really, really bad. Uh, it, Texas has a bounce back game. They probably cover, but I would. I don't know. It's a good line. It's a good line. Damn it. Let, let me think about it some more, Bill. I'll, I'll okay. give you. I'll give you the. I'll give you my take. All right. I got. I got to let this simmer a little bit. And I'll bit. tweet it. Yeah, I got to let it simmer. Okay. But I'll. I'll be there. These little. These little lines. Like, what is it? Two. It is two. They're, they are. They're always the scariest. Yeah. Yeah. Anything under under three, you're like, what? You're like, is good Texas like going to show up or is bad Texas going to show up? Minus one and a half. I'm always like, oh, my God. I think good Texas shows up, though. I do, too. Because I think Texas just plays the level of the competition. Okay, so where does good Texas stack up with good West Virginia? Well, good, West Virginia's good. West Virginia's got a quarterback, and they got a good wide receiving core. Like, Will Greer, arguably the best. All right, no, he's not. Second best quarterback in the country. So no Behind, more, like, more for their offense than their defense. If this game was in West Virginia. You can move the ball in this defense. I think West Virginia wins. Okay. But I think Texas I think Texas has a bounce back game and it being at home is such a huge advantage for them for this game. Their um, defense is the question mark. It's like you their don't know defense where... is really good one week and then what they did against Oklahoma State the next week. So it's it, they're hard to figure out. But um I feel good about Texas covering here. I do. That's where I'm leaning right now. Ooh. Daddy like. Then we got number 14, Penn State, at number 5, Michigan. Michigan's given 10.5. Uh, so I, I'm hearing people talk about a scenario where Notre Dame loses one game and it's uh, the playoff committee has to decide between one loss, Michigan, and one loss, uh, Notre Dame, if Michigan runs the table. And people would put Michigan in despite Notre Dame beating Michigan first game of the season, which doesn't make any sense to me. I hate these hypotheticals. I feel like... A, Head to head should like rule against all. Like well, if you already beat this team, you should definitely get in over that team. We're weeks, weeks and weeks away from this mattering, but it's a real scenario that could happen, Ross. Uh, so what are they weighing there? Notre Dame doesn't have a conference, so they wouldn't have a conference championship. Oh yeah, I forgot that they don't have a conference. That makes a lot of sense. Good old independent boys. That that makes a ton of sense. You just have a major university that's. Competing for a playoff spot. They're essentially in the ACC. That they doesn't, that so doesn't make teams. a fucking bit of sense. It, you know what? It's the only other thing that I can compare college football to in terms of silliness of structure is European soccer. I have no fucking idea what's going on over there. There's 15 different leagues, tiers, teams are being demoted and 
what's up moded upvoted promoted you promoted mean, <laughs> you mean promoted and relegated yeah relegated thank you how do you not have a conference? How do you, just Notre Dame just, just what floating do, out in space by themselves. They've it, been scheduling it, it uh, every year sense. since like I don't know the 1700s. That's just so they fucking football. stupid because conference wins matter so much for other teams. It just makes your season completely different. It's like how is that not something they've solved? Because they're Notre Dame. It's just been you. I know they. Well, they don't want to be in a conference. No. I'm assuming is the point. Yeah. They, and they have too much power for the NCAA to force them into one somehow? Because they have such a big fan base. I know. That's ridiculous. You have to put them in a conference. They're, they have that's, the, they have they're, the NBC contract that wouldn't exist if they were part of it. It's only football, oh, too. Oh, really? Yeah. They get a lot of money from Because they're in the ACC in basketball. Fucking NCAA bat, football. Every, this is why I stick with professional sports. It's too frustrating. I don't understand that at all. It makes no fucking sense. It'd be like if they were like, you know what? The Spurs are no longer in a conference or a division. We're just kind of letting let them play over here. <laughs> and, uh, and if they're good enough at the end, we're going to let them in yeah, the Yeah, we're just going to put them in the finals if they're good enough at the end. We'll you figure know, it honestly, out. Honestly, this, like, this might be UCF's move, right? Let's yeah, just exit your conference. Exit our conference and become an independent like BYU. I, I don't understand. It's funny. It's like the fraternities in college. If you had the power and the alumni backing, you could just fuck the uh, the IFC. You could exit the organization and just be like, you know what? Fuck you guys. We're going to do whatever we want. We're going That's what Notre Dame has done. They're just independent. No fucking governmental body overseeing what it's they're doing. It's a decent schedule, though, they have. They played Michigan this year. They played Stanford. They played Virginia well, yeah. Tech. Yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh. Well, it's Notre Dame. Okay. It's not hard for them to line up a great schedule. It's just funny as shit to me that they have zero conference affiliation. Their hardest game left on the schedule is probably Syracuse. I didn't even know that till like probably five years ago, by the way, that Notre Dame wasn't in a conference. Really? So it's just been blowing my mind ever since, and I keep thinking, like, surely they'll fix this one off Nah. Nah. They're just selfish. They just want to keep all that revenue from NBC. I, well, you certainly, certainly can't blame them. It's not their fault. Yeah. It's the... You, but you can't just have a squad rolling out like that solo. During the whole Big 12 expansion deal several years ago, mm-hmm. there were talks of Texas doing the same thing. Going yeah, I remember that. Yep. But I'm, yeah. glad, I'm glad it didn't happen. It's too it's too weird, dude. It is. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like some teams in the ACC, like Wake Forest, they'll, they'll get a split of the pie. And it's like Wake Forest is making $25 million from the ACC this year. That's fucking bullshit. UCF's getting $2 million from the AAC, and they're winning the AAC like every year. See, all this shit's too complicated. This is ridiculous. Yeah, so... We got Cal at number eight, Washington State. Washington State's laying ten. Ooh. We got Mike Leach bat like number eight, Washington State. Yeah, that's Wazoo. crazy. That's crazy. In the mix. All went people thought the Pac twelve was dead, but Mike Feel, Leach still hanging good. around. Feels good to see some new names in there. Since I know UCF really has no shot at the playoff, I would love to see Washington State win win the championship. Or at least just get into the playoff. <coughs> I have just, no feel for this line. Just to see Mike Leach in the playoff. Yeah, that'd be fun. And then bitch about the playoff the entire time. I don't think that's going to happen. He's already done it. He's already said that, like, co-rec softball can figure out a true championship and a true playoff, but college football can't. No, no, I'm not saying he won't bitch about the the uh, playoff setup. I'm saying they're not going to make the playoff. You think they're Well, they'll probably lose. Yeah. 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 Uh, number one, Alabama at number three, LSU. Game of the week, obviously. LSU's getting 14 at home. I'm calling my shot right now. <laughs> LSU's getting 14 points at home. I'm calling my shot right now. It's the most points LSU has ever had. LSU wins. Oh my god! Outright. Ooh, sprinkle. Dylan, Number three no LSU sprinkle. at home is getting 14 points. Dylan, Hammer LSU money line. Dylan in no disbelief sprinkle. is having to turn around and look at the screen to I, confirm I, I, I that the line it. is actually, uh, in fact, real. Number LSU, one. Is, LSU has one loss. Is that correct? LSU yeah. lost to Florida. Yeah. Okay. It is legitimately the largest home underdog LSU's ever been, and they're ranked number three in the country. That's insane. Night games. This isn't a year when they're in going Baton like Rouge. five and seven. I'm it's wondering crazy. if it's the largest home underdog situation between a one and three team ever, too. It's I gotta bet be. It, I, I'm assuming be. it is. Man, that's, that's insane. insane. That's, that's how ridiculous this fucking Alabama it doesn't team say is. As, yeah, it doesn't Dude. say as much about LSU as it does Alabama. You know how what? Alabama I think Alabama covers. <laughs> Dude. There. I can't, I can't take... LSU plus fourteen. <laughs> That's Dude, not enough points. <laughs> they have a video. They have a video game offense. They yeah. I mean, Tua doesn't play in the second half. He doesn't play, definitely don't play in the four, fourth quarter. He's of a little these games. banged up though. Oh man, this, this is a really tough because it's like 
Everyone's these been are sucking my, off these, Alabama. We could these put Micah my quarterback favorite. in and be a pick These are, yeah. <laughs> Alabama hasn't really been challenged this year yet. These are my favorite college football lines, though. The, these, it's like a the full two touchdowns. <laughs> At Between. home in Baton Rouge. <laughs> this is fucking nuts. A prime yeah. time night game in Baton Rouge. But this is... Uh, it's Joe just, Burrow's starting to figure it out. It's just like the Pats last week for me. It's one of those games where it's just an, the easiest choice I'll ever make. And you no, just, it's not. It's Alabama and no offense to, to Coach O, because I love the man. But, but you're it's Saban versus Orgeron. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, it's hard to take that. It's like that feels like the water boy matchup. Yeah, like, it, yeah. it, it seems like Nick, the greatest coach in the world, versus a janitor. Yeah, versus a guy who probably doesn't know how to call plays. He talks, he, he talks well, he to himself a lot. I don't think Coach O. He's more of a figurehead. He's, well, yeah. All of his assistants kind of run the show, and he's just kind of like, oh, I'm Coach which O'Mara. is which is fine for a lot for some programs. It works for uh, Clemson. That's what Mac, Mac Brown used to be that guy. I think Texas. that's Dabble how Sweeney. I think that's how all organizations should be set up. Frankly, I liked it when uh, W was our president, and he was really just up there hanging, yeah. mostly just chilling. They'd like bring him in a room. They're like, George, we've got a hostage situation. He's like, Hey, what's going on? <laughs> Cheney, make a decision. <laughs> it, like, it, I like situations like that. They they entertain me. Yeah, LSU though is. Like maybe the most talented team in the country is just Coach O's their coach. I I'm calling it LSU wins outright. Alabama always slips up. Somewhere. LSU wins outright. This is where Alabama Get the slips fuck up. Out of here, Dan. Alabama, Alabama does typically lose a game. They're this still gonna is win the Natty. not a normal Alabama team. I know. Dude. You're they're right. still gonna win the Natty. It doesn't matter. But they're gonna lose this game. To I'm LSU. saying absolutely not. This is a they cover. 20, they won by 21. <laughs> and then if they, you know, if Alabama wins, like, we don't even have to touch on this. I don't even week. like don't watching don't even their games anymore, I, dude. I took LSU. They're lame. I turn it on and I'm like, okay, this was fun for 45 seconds. Then they've scored twice in that 45 seconds. Well, and then they I scored three off. touchdowns in the first four minutes of the game. It's we keep hell. watching the first half because we keep taking that first half line. Yeah, exactly. Because they keep coming. And it keeps working every single... Well, at least that. We should at least take the first half, Bammy. I'm going to take the game, too. Just Alabama just, minus seven, I would have guessed. The first half lines are hysterical. You can tell it's just desperately whoever does the bookmaking is trying to figure out like where the fuck do so I put God this damn it <laughs> can't figure it like because it what a hard game to set the lines for. Tua's only thrown nine passes and yeah, he has six touchdowns. Like, their what? starting quarterback is not playing in the second half very much, and you have to set lines that millions of dollars are being wagered on because it's the number one team in the country. Like That's a tough-ass job. I, I can't do math, so just Alabama minus 14. Yeah, so uh, make Dan, sure you're taking LSU outright. Uh, you're gonna turn on the sprinkler system? No, no hammer. Just straight I'm up hammering putting it, that shit. You just okay into the table. Okay, well, good, good luck with that. Good, good luck, luck with, that. with me. Uh, but you can place these bets, of course, at mybookie.ag. Can I just say, please don't. Not, not definitely place your bets at mybookie.ag. Please don't bet heavy LSU money line. Let Dan do it for you, Empty and then just root the for Dan. Bank account on LSU. But you know where to bet, Dan. Mybookie.ag. Yes, sir. And what you're gonna do at mybookie.ag? is use the promo code BACKDOOR. Ross, why are you going to use the promo code BACKDOOR? Here's how this works. If you if you go into mybookie.ag, you create your account, and you make a $100 deposit, and you use the code BACKDOOR, they're going to double your deposit. What? Yeah, so they'll give you another 100 bucks. you'll have 200 It works for any number, believe it or not. If you put in 500 that becomes $1,000. So yeah, all you have to do is go to mybookie.ag, sign up, use the code BACKDOOR. When you're signing up, they'll double your deposit with a bonus. They've got the best in-game live betting uh, that any site has to offer. You, you can bet on sports. You can bet on, first Politics of all, every, right now. every possible sport. The elections, TV show outcomes, Game of Thrones season eight type of shit. They got everything. I, it's insane. It's it's easy to use site, mybookie.ag. Use the code backdoor, 100% deposit bonus. Yep. You're going to take that deposit bonus, and then you're going to double that deposit bonus by putting it on LSU Moneyline. I'm pretty sure you'll get more than yeah, double. Yeah, probably more than that. For, uh, for, uh, if you're the odds are only that. double on LSU money line, then, man, I can't wait to take Bama money line. And uh, if you're looking uh, for a tip on who to bet with tonight after you sign up on mybookie.ag with promo code backdoor, UCF. you can check out the power plant. Pick of the week. I've won three in a row. I'm coming for number four at Michael Weiner, M-I-C-A-H-W-I-E-N-E-R. Yeah. Look for the verified look, blue check mark. Yeah, the only way to make tonight's game entertaining is to put money on it because it but, is trash. Let's get into it. Raiders tonight, plus three for some reason at the 49ers. This uh, is the worst game This of is the year. worst game uh, of, in NFL. Well, CJ Pathard might not even play shit. for the 49ers. The Raiders are underdogs, huh? The 49ers might not even start their, their backup quarterback. You know who might get 
action tonight? No. Our good friend, Tommy Savage. I'm going to be straight with you. I didn't know Tom was still in the league. I didn't either. The, the Raiders good are mortgaging their team off right now. Like They don't, they don't even <laughs> want to win. I like what they're doing. I think it's hilarious. It's, no. the, it's, the, it's the, what the Houston Astros did in baseball version of the NFL. They're just dumping all of their fucking assets for first-round picks, and Gruden's going to build some kind of weird dynasty. And no, they dumped gonna, Khalil Mack. Look, I don't think this is going to work. I just think it's incredible yeah, but that Gruden someone— Gruden has a 10-year deal. Th- th- that's <laughs> the thing. He's going. He's like, fuck this year. Who cares? Fuck all these fans. We're moving the team anyway. Ditch all the star power. Pull in like eight number one picks for the next. They got like three or four first round picks next year. Just next year though. Like he's gonna keep pulling in more yeah. picks, and then he's gonna draft a shit ton of young guys, and he's gonna go out there and try to coach them. He's gonna get some Gruden grinders. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, what happens? Best case scenario for the rest of the country that's not Las Vegas is that he does this for a couple years drags the Raiders franchise down into the depths of the dirt just so he can get as many picks as possible, pulls in all those picks, and then it never works out and he gets fired like year eight. That's what we want to see. The ultimate like decade-long failure. I will say, though, take the Raiders right now, while you're listening, plus three, if it's still three, if Bethard hasn't been ruled out yet. Because if Tommy Savage starts, Raiders win. Probably all right. You probably you probably just take money line Raiders. If Bethard starts, the Raiders might win. I yeah, think Raiders. I mean, Raiders plus three is an easy pick here. This is a terrible game, and usually in a terrible game, uh, that feels like a coin flip where people are injured and fucking Tom Savage might play. Just take the points. Just take the points. Put enough on it to where you feel alive, and go to sleep miserable after the, after it's all over. What a trash game. <laughs> Raiders Niners. Good God. So we had some notable trades. Uh, like yeah. you mentioned, the Raiders, uh, Amari Cooper and everything. But uh, at the deadline, we had... I uh, didn't even know the deadline was uh, yesterday or whenever it was, but that's hilarious. It was this week. Uh, Detroit shipped Golden Tate to the Eagles for a third rounder. Eagles finally pick up another weapon. That's nice. Still need help at the running back position. So, but okay, I'm going to let you go through these, and then I got questions. Dante Fowler goes to the Rams for a third and fifth rounder. So a guy that went, I believe, third overall. Or he was a top five pick for the Jags a few years back, and uh, now he went for a third and a fifth rounder. So the Rams' defensive line becomes even more like terrifying. Thanks, Jags. I think, are the Jags just punting on this year now? I mean, as a franchise, they've been punting for a decade at least. You think about that line, though. You have Donald, you have Sue, and now you have Fowler. Yeah, it's not right. That doesn't seem like they should have. I don't understand how the Rams have all these guys. How's, how is Aaron they, Donald the best football player on the planet right now? I think he might be. Yeah, he's he's at his position, an yeah. absolute monster. I think in just overall, in I like general. watching people try to triple team him. It's funny. He's just sick. At least one of those dudes gets thrown every. He picks up time. sacks like like an edge rusher, and he's a D tackle. He's huge. Yeah. What what like you know how linemen get pancake blocks? I wonder how many people he just runs over. Well, if you watch, it's they don't get credit. It's a lot. For, it's a lot. Pancake like <laughs> most of the people they try to put in front of him. It's a bad job. That's like you don't think about that shit, but it's it's an awful, awful week for the guy who has to prepare for Aaron Donald. And then you go in there. It's the same way it was like J.J. Watt at peak dominance, like what five years ago. Unblockable. Every single person would come out there that week. They'd put their best offensive linemen up against him, and then you know stack their best players on the line on that side too so they can try to double triple team them as you can much make as they like need. a youtube highlight reel out of one game footage yeah there's nothing they it's can just do. fun to watch him get through linemen even if he doesn't get to the ball carrier guys like that when they have that groove where they're, they're that big and strong yet they somehow are faster than everyone else on the line and you get to watch them operate it's it's He's oddly like one of the funnest things in football it's yeah. crazy and then to right watch next it. to him is sue yeah which is just j- the rams defense is fucked up I don't want to play that team. That's I hope we don't sick. have to. I'm going to look at our schedule right now. Uh, you know what? I know for a fact we don't play that team because I'm almost positive the Texans actually don't play a team with a winning record the rest of the season, which is... God. We, it just, the the NFL, the for how bad it is, like it's so bad, but it's so fun and good, and I, I watch it every weekend and gamble on it and play fantasy football, but every game we talk about, we end up being like, this is terrible. There's not a lot of good games. It's really weird. It's weird. There's a few. I mean, the, the Rams uh, this weekend are playing the Saints. Rams are Rams are getting one and a half in New Orleans. They're being like Rams plus one and a half. Well, it's in New Orleans. Saints are good, and but that line tells you that 
Vegas thinks the Rams are better than the Saints because well, the, the Rams are better than typically the Saints. a Saint. Like if it, they think the teams are equal, the Saints would be getting or given three yeah. points right S- now. Saints are tough to bet on right now. You, there, it feels like a lot of inconsistency, but week to at week. Home. At home, they're a different team. Yeah, it's a scary one. Uh, are you making us make a pick here? We don't have to. I, I would take the Rams if I had to take somebody, but I wouldn't bet this I think game. The Ram- they got to lose, right? At I wouldn't, some point, dude. I wouldn't bet this game though, because uh, New Orleans again too scary for me. I I don't like what I I've watched them probably three three four times this year. A couple games they've looked like dog shit. A couple games their offense has looked unstoppable, like it was last season. It's just tough. I don't know. And the Rams defense we just talked about. You want to bet against that? I don't. Yeah, but Drew Brees, bro. Yeah, but he's forty fucking years old. He's gonna get hit by guys that we just talked about who are terrifying. Is he just <laughs> is he gonna be broken this weekend? I mean, no, he's really good at avoiding like Wait, getting what's the line? Crunched. One and a half. Rams are getting one and a half. Rams plus one and a half in New Orleans. Oh, I'll I'll, I'll take I'll take the Rams. We'll go I'll go Saints. Rams. Marching Rams but marching down. But not really. But Rams, but not really. Uh, another big trade, uh your Houston Texans got uh Demarius Thomas. For a fourth rounder. Yay. Yeah. We uh we lost Will Fuller, who's our number two receiver behind Hopkins, the guy who spreads the field big time for him and gets him wide open because he's one of the fastest guys in the league. Uh, he's also made of glass. He gets injured every fucking season like clockwork. He's also on my fantasy team, which is just great. No one cares, I know. Uh yeah, DT's a good pickup. Sure. I'm just shocked we did something. We've net like we had the same GM for a fucking I don't know. Felt like a hundred years, but it was at least eight. Uh, and he's gone now, Rick Smith. He wasn't fired because our ownership is a bunch of pussies. <laughs> he was put on like administrative leave, and his wife is sick. And I, I get that. And like, we're talking business here, not personal. Fuck Rick Smith. He's awful. He was terrible. He would have never, ever made this move happen. We would have just gone through the rest of the season, one wide receiver short limped our dicks into the playoffs and then lost to the Pats by 45. That's still going to happen, but at least we'll have the opportunity to buy Demarius Thomas jerseys. <laughs> two other notable games this weekend. Steelers at Ravens. Steelers are getting two and a half. Packers getting six at New England. But speaking of men who have made a glass, Ross, we had a guy turn the clock back last night in who? the NBA. Oh, Derek? <clears throat> Derek Rose goes off for 50 over the Utah Jazz with his Timberwolves, the Timberwolves. I got to tell you, uh, watching him like get emotional at the end of that game and then his teammates waiting for him in the locker room to shower him that with was champagne, sick. that was a very, very fucking cool moment. And now I've, I'm like a Derrick Rose guy just because of last night. That was awesome. I'm not a Derrick Rose guy still because he let his boys run train on his girl, but mm. uh, which people forget that. But I'm also not going to judge the man for, you know his sexual life, whatever you want to do, bro. So very cool story because Derrick Rose has had one of the toughest careers in the history of basketball. He went from being MVP, the most explosive player in the league and the most valuable player. One Leads year, us to no one seed. Yeah. To repeatedly just blowing out every possible ligament in his fucking knees. Was the first one game one of the, uh, it was against the Sixers because the eight seed Sixers beat the Bulls because Derrick Rose, I think, Blew out his knee. For yeah, well, it was just like when he came back, you could see he didn't have it anymore for years, like for m- multiple seasons. He just didn't have the spring in he his had the legs. Same hop. He just didn't have it, and you would. It's just it was so sad to watch because he was so much fun at his peak. Dude, he has gotten a little bit better every year since. Like last year, you saw moments where he was a contributor and he was averaging like twenty points a game for a stretch. The, he he has nights like last night where he pops off for. 50 fucking points? You can't be a scrub and People drop 50. People buried this guy five years ago, and he's dropping 50 now? Granted, it doesn't matter. He's on the... Fu- what team is he on? Timberwolves. The Timberwolves. Uh, you know, but good for him. Happy for Derrick Rose, at least on the court. Yeah, then uh, Monday night we had Clay break the all-time three-point record in three quarters against the Bulls. You want a fucked-up stat? This is crazy. Derrick Rose took a league-high 653 dribbles I to heard, score 50. I heard that this morning. Guess how many dribbles Clay took to score 52? Three. 56 dribbles. Oh. So almost 600 dribbles less, two points that's, more. That's Why that's was like he dribbling so much? <laughs> too many dribbles. Well, D. Rose is on a team where he has to go create his own shot. 
uh, he's not getting a bunch of open jumpers. Why did Clay Thompson dribble so much? Clay Thompson was just standing on the three point line, catching the ball, take one dribble. Clay, shot. Do- Clay Thompson should never take more than like ten dribbles mm, a game. He, if you watch Clay play, though, every single time it's he gets the pass wide Catch open because the Warriors are impossible well, he, to guard. He hit what fourteen threes, fourteen he, for twenty four, ten in the first. He only half. had three dribbles on those fourteen shots. So the rest of his dribbles were Off doing other things, yeah. moving the ball around and shooting. Right, right. Uh, it's amazing. That but is crazy. typically, what he does is he catches the ball, throws in a pump fake. Somebody flies past him. He takes one dribble, gets the open three, knocks it down, or it's catch and shoot. Clay Thompson has to love his job more than almost anyone in the United States or the free world. That shit is so fucking fun for him. No pressure at all. One of the best shooters ever. Just runs up and down the court, gets open looks. Kevin Durant and Steph Curry are throwing up fucking half court shots that go in. All right, here's a hypothetical. What do you mean he has no worries in the world? If uh, when they're at the top of their game, when they're super hot, who would your your team rather face, Clay Thompson or Steph Curry at the top of their game? Still, it's still Clay Thompson. Rather face Clay. Steph, when Clay's doing what Clay is doing at his hottest, which only happens like once or twice a season to catch that the, the amount of heat that he can. We've seen it happen several times now. That game where he scored 37 and a quarter or whatever, like that'll never happen again, ever. But Steph will just fucking pick your offense apart. He can run an offense. Clay can't run the offense. He can just shoot shots. And Steph can create a shot better than By Clay himself, can. Yeah. yeah. And he can put him up from eight feet behind the arc a lot more than Clay can. Steph, for sure. Ha- he's but, got some of the best handles can, in the history of the Clay league. Clay can burn you for 35 and a quarter. You still face Clay way, way, way before Steph. For me, for me personally, Steph is, is more consistently hot than Clay is. Clay's really streaky. Well, he's just not guardable. He dribbles, yeah. dribbles all around you. It's very tough to guard him. Okay. We have a hotline. Number is 800-392-6344. Again, that is 800-392-6344. Today we have three calls. Micah, why don't you play that first call? Hey, boys. This is Andrew from the greater Portland area. You know, I just wanted to say that I'm found out of college. Uh, my girlfriend just dumped me. Uh, my life's pretty, you know, fucking miserable right now. But uh, the Kings are five and three, which uh, you know I'm from Sacramento. I never thought I'd, I'd say or hear that the Kings would uh, be good again. Tell me what you think, boys. Six seed. You know we're on the come up. Uh, Dylan, I like your new show. Ross, you take the trash. Bring Dave on more. And uh, Micah, you're growing on me. All right. Take care, boys. Man, uh, that was harsh. I'm sorry that life's you kind of fuck. No, fuck you, dude. <laughs> I see why he left you. <laughs> no, come on, let's lift this guy up a little bit. You know, he's a listener. He's in. He's man. He's on tough times. I'm not going need to. that girl. He, he likes. He likes. He likes my new podcast. Five and Gotta love three. That. Pull your fucking head out, guy. We're eight games into the season. It doesn't matter at all. You're the alone. The Sacramento Kings. Oh my God, are you out of your mind? I've been playing a a lot of NBA 2K, the new one or whatever, because I love basketball. And they make you play through these tiers at the beginning of the online game so that you can like get better or whatever. And I'm stuck in this t- In each tier, you can only pick from a handful of teams. The third tier being the most difficult, you only get to pick shit teams. And one of them is the Kings. But unfortunately, they're probably the best one out of all the options on there. So I keep playing with Sacramento and I keep losing by like 35. Your team's not even good in a video game. They're definitely not that good in real life. Don't get too excited. This might be an aberration. Yeah, five and three is not that big of a deal, though. I'm either way. Let this guy enjoy the moment. His team is over five hundred. He just got dumped. He's on. He's you know. He lives in Sacramento. Yeah, but he Let, came from my head, dude. What am I supposed to do? He didn't. He, he said your takes are trash. He didn't. You know, that's not so. Bad. He didn't say you was a person. We all trash. have trash takes. Well, so I'm gonna dish some more trash takes. Here they are. This Kings fucking suck. So do you. Hey, thanks for listening to the to the, uh, the mailbag, though, brother. Yeah, appreciate you. <laughs> Love uh, you. And I'm just playing, man. I, I'm sorry about your. Uh, your girlfriend situation. Plenty of fish in the sea. She probably sucked anyway. Yeah, she totally all sucked. That, all that nah, shit. Who, who cares? Hey, time heals everything, my yeah, man. It does. And sports. Watch the Kings. Well, for now. <laughs> Till they start losing. Till they start losing. <laughs> Till yeah. they break your heart. Yeah. Next call. Hey, what up? It's backdoor Batty Hanning here calling from NC State. Our football program is absolutely garbage right now, but fine. Just wanted to call in and talk about the absolutely atrocious halftime show I was subjected to during Monday Night Football. Uh, it was some alt-rock band no one's ever fucking heard of. Bush? Like Niagara Falls, which not even in the fucking stadium, which isn't what a halftime show is. 
The whole video was in black and white for some goddamn reason. <laughs> there are about 12 people in the whole fucking crowd who are all obviously paid to be there and pretend to know the words. Anyway, I think this weird thing the NFL is doing where they're putting halftime shows in the middle of primetime games absolutely sucks. And maybe if they, I don't know, put better matchups on primetime instead of like Jets, Browns, or Raiders, 49ers, that they wouldn't have to beg people to watch with weird gags. Anyway, just wanted to say the NFL is an absolutely trash organization, and I hate them. But wanted to ask y'all for opinions on which league is the most poorly run and needs to get their shit together, and why it's the NFL. Thanks, guys. Love the pod. Let, let me let me start. Please do. First of all, first of all that's an excellent phone call. It was I love call. it. The energy was fantastic. She called herself a backdoor baddie. Love that. Uh, Bush. Hey, you never heard of Bush? This girl has to be twenty. Right? She said oh, she's young. The band is called Bush. It's called Bush. Gavin Rosdale. They were big, really big in the early two thousands, I guess. A machine head. Yeah, they're, that's a that's a very popular <laughs> band. Really, were very, very popular. But please, ring. I agree with her. That I don't know what the fuck the NFL is doing. The halftime show was really bad. It was the, so bizarre. The week before, <laughs> it was Lil Yachty. Did y'all see that one? Also no. sucked. It was the worst live performance I think I've ever seen in my entire life. It was in Atlanta, life. too, right? It was a garbage... Couldn't get Future? The song was garbage. I love these disconnected uh, attempts by the NFL to up the entertainment value. This is hilarious. It was funny. I, I forgot who it was on the field. They had uh, Lil Yachty out there, dude? Lil Yachty. But they, they were talking about it. Like, Witten was like, yeah, I've never heard of Lil Yachty. Like, they had no idea who this dude was. Most people haven't heard but of Lil Yachty. They, they went to his performance, and it, it was a one out of ten. It and was he, so Here's bad. what they're doing. Was it at least live? Because this, it, it was pre-recorded. This halftime show uh, oh, was... Oh, it's all, always pre-recorded. The, no, they the were Bush pre, thing, it was pre-recorded. The, the Bush performance was like half a song. It was in front of Niagara Falls. It was in black and in white. In black and white. There was like 12 Bills fans just going, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the crowd was like 12, like 12 to 20 people. <laughs> yeah, They're listen, all like 45 years old. Nobody under the age of... I don't know. Thirty knows who Bush is. Uh, That's so, weird. So the fact well, I'm, that I'm under thirty and I know who Bush is. Sure, okay, most people under the age of thirty don't know who Bush is. Uh, he Everyone had a lot had of hits. Machine head in had a lot of hits in, in the fucking nineties or eighties or nineties. I don't know. He's old and white and British, I think, but. It's just funny to me that they went. That, that, that's the kind of uh, diversity they're throwing out there during these halftime shows. Lil Yachty, and then Bush. I just want to think of the logistics <laughs> of setting up this like video shoot for Bush. In the, like, Niagara, Niagara this was Falls. recorded like probably like a week or two ago, right? You got your video equipment. You're you're getting your whole crew out, right. and then you have Bush, and then you're like, all right. Who can we find to be like the 12 to 13 fans to wear Bill's jerseys? Just 12 people on a fucking boat that just got soaked by the waterfall or whatever. Niagara they're, Falls. They're wearing a, they're wearing a, uh, what do you wear to keep? A poncho? Yeah. <laughs> Do you imagine if you actually visited Niagara Falls, like just to like see it for vacation or whatever, and you're just like, wait, is that Bush? Chevy over there? Chevy Chase Dude, did it. I want y'all to go watch the. It's on YouTube, I'm sure. The Lil Yachty performance. Okay. Oh my God. Well, I'm I'm, pr I'm pretty positive that at no point was anyone with half a brain like Lil Yachty. Man, that's a live performance. Yeah. That's the guy. That's the they're guy. Like, they're how like, it's the, Atlanta. How the fuck? Gotta hit that hip-hop urban community. Right. It's just some it's some out-of-touch white dude making these decisions, and it's it's not working out. Bush to Lil Yachty, somewhere in well, between there. Well, they're like, it's Buffalo. Bush still kills. I know. That's just, <laughs> but it goes out to a Bush national still sells out television audience. Yeah, this is, this is a weird From thing Lil to try to pull to off. Bush. That was the most arousing phone call we've but ever But that was gotten. a great phone call. Yeah. Energy really was, was great. I'm like rock hard. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you Backdoor baddie. Hannah, maybe? Her, yeah. Her original question, though, or her, the question she asked at the end, though, was, what's the poorest run organization in sports? Is it the NFL? No, not at all. I don't even think it's close to they the NFL. They just make fucking so much money. It like we just discussed. They they can do whatever. And it is still somehow watch. it's somehow this like trash product filled with trash players and coaches. Think seriously. Most of the coaches are awful. Most of the players are nuts and like not that educated. The fans are scum. Scum. But somehow, I'm not missing a fucking it all it game. All. I'm watching all this shit like as much of it as I can. I fucking hate my own team and my own coach. Not going to miss a second of their games. They're getting all my money. They're getting everything they want out of me. They do an incredible job. I think the NBA is probably the best run organization Easily. right now. Uh, they've done a fantastic job. They're always job. ahead of the game. 
they're always ahead of the game, and the talent pool is it's just an easier sport to manage. What they're doing with the G League right now? Yes, it's the the NFL has a much harder situation on its hands, and that's why I think the NBA is better because it's easier to run. Probably the poorest run Big Four sport is baseball. Yes, because they don't market their players. That's exactly right, Dan. They don't. They do a terrible job of and not just marketing the players, marketing the sport as a whole. They don't they're, let you use any footage that's not MLB.com. You can't use, for those of you who aren't in like media and you don't understand how this works, you know how you never see any Major League Baseball clips on Instagram or Twitter? That's because they get your account shut down if you post them. All of them. They're fucking psycho about this. It's like they have a team of a thousand lawyers on call at all times to get social media posts taken down. The NFL used to have a similar stance. Then they wised up and realized, oh my God, kids don't watch TV, they watch Instagram. And they started being more lenient with it. And the NBA has always been ahead of the game. The curve. NBA never cared. They were no. just like, oh, tell you, you can film our whole game. We don't give a fuck. I think they even might have removed that thing at the beginning of the fucking games. It's like, this is a product of the National Basketball, Basketball Association. Association. Like, they don't even care anymore. They're just like, you can take whatever you want. Uh, baseball's got to figure this out. That's why, like, House of Highlights is all basketball. Yeah, clubs, and yeah. It, it, they've, got to, they've got to make some kind of... Uh, even if, if they, th- that's the beauty of House of Highlights. For those of you who don't follow House of Highlights on Instagram, it's by far the sp- best sports account on Instagram. They have been bought and now have deals so that they're getting all the licensing and all the footage that they need. That's fine. If, the, if Major League Baseball wants to go a legal route with it to where it's not just a free-for-all, which is, in my opinion, lame, but they could go that route and get it set up. They're just not making any fucking effort to, and nobody cares about web gems on fucking Sports Center, nobody. It's the same diving catch over and over and over and over and over. No one fucking cares. Give us the ability to put up shit that people actually do care about, and your sport will be more popular. And market your best players. What are you doing? They do a terrible job. Every NBA game you watch, half the fucking game is them on commercial breaks showing you the most famous players in the league on all of the teams, doing shit for their communities, and stuff like that, so that you get you you start to identify with these guys. I don't know dick about a single fucking major league baseball player, including the guys on my own squad. Mike Trout, the least recognizable superstar in any sport, noted in the, Eagles maybe fan. in the history of any sport, and he's one of the best baseball players of all time. He gets more play at Eagles games than he does. Yeah, it's crazy. It's honestly nuts. And major league baseball, I, to my knowledge, hasn't had like a massive slippage in viewership or anything. Uh, I'm sure they're suffering like everyone is because of mobile, the way everything is with the internet now. But, dude, people have been talking about this for a couple years, few years, that they need to do a better job of marketing their guys and their game as a whole. Figure it out. Somebody's got to do something. Again, we don't even know who the commissioner is. Uh, uh, yes, yeah. that's. I still have no idea. My team won the World Series last year. No idea who gave him the trophy. No idea what his name is. And that has been Bowling is Burning. Yeah. Sorry, but we have one more call. Micah, we have one more call. Play that call. Boys, I got to remain anonymous. Um, you can call me MC Felony Hound. Calling from an undisclosed location. You guys were asking about conspiracy theories in college football playoff selection. I just blew this shit wide open. 2018. Delegates for the uh, selection committee were selected from conferences, most two. Two being Scott Strickland, athletic director at University of Florida, SEC. Bobby Johnson, head coach Vanderbilt, SEC. Two. Two SEC teams were selected for the college football playoff, Bama and UGA. These two teams advanced to the championship, two and two, two and two, six. ESPN is the owner of the ACC and the SEC network. They also run the college football playoff poll. ESPN, two networks, two, 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 and two is eight. ESPN is owned by Disney, as I already said, founder of Disney, Walt Disney, the eighth cousin, twice removed, of former U.S. President George W. Bush. College football controls the White House, and Disney controls college football. We are all in the house of mouse. Okay, guys. If I if I don't call back, just know I love you. Man, I know he said he's anonymous. They kind of sounded like DJ Crime Dog, but it, obviously it wasn't him. Yeah, we don't want to expose him. He did bark at the end. And what, <laughs> it clearly wasn't him. He it was an imposter. Right. It was DJ Felony Hound. He busted <laughs> I'm it wide sorry, open. Though. MC, MC Felony, Felony Hound. Hound. 
Uh, wait, you don't think that was DJ Crime Dog? No, it, it, yeah, it was. Bill. Oh, it was. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I didn't follow a single thing that he said. <laughs> He's, it's uh, like Charlie Kelly and Always Sunny with just all the strings attached to yes. photos. Yeah, exactly. That's the meme we need. Right I, here. I buy into it though. Whatever he said, I'm sure is exactly. Spot I, on. I trust uh, DJ Crime Dog. MC or Hound. MC, MC Crime. No, what was Felony it? Hound. Felony Hound. I trust MC Felony Hound more than my own blood to uh, to tell me what's happening in the world. So yeah, I I'm, guess I'm his with final that. theory was that Disney controls the White House and it controls, no, or college football controls Disney, which controls the White House, which controls. The world. The world. Ipso facto. So D- Disney controls everything. The Ipso new world facto order. sports. Wow. Yeah. yeah. The new world order types. We it solved it. It makes sense. We solved it. Goddamn globalist. Thanks, MC. Are you doing uh, Alex Jones? Alex Jones right now? That's a tough impression. I know. Dave does a better one. Man, we ran into him at Matzo Rancho. <laughs> yeah. Didn't get a I wanted picture. to pick. He was eating with his family. It would have been weird. He has a family. That's funny. Yeah, I'm sure they hate him, but yeah, he has one. I wonder how much of his shit is a shtick and how much is legit. Like, is I think it's, it's all shtick. Yeah, okay. doesn't then doesn't, he's a genius. Doesn't yes, he try to record. like? Or he was trying to get like uh, his custody of his kids. Speaking and in, in court, he said, "Yeah, everything I do is like a a, a gig." Oh, for real? Yeah, it's like a good for him. Speaking of conspiracy theories, there's one that says that he his whole persona is a conspiracy theory, and then he's like actually works for the government. Yeah, that's some uh, that's some bullshit from Homeland. It kind of makes sense. Homeland, the TV show on Showtime, they did a storyline where they had a whole character that was based off Alex Jones. Uh, it was actually pretty good. Homeland's been terrible for about four seasons. Yeah. First but, season, very dope. Oh, yeah. First couple seasons, great. Since then, uh, oh, my God, what the fuck. But point being, there was uh, that exact situation. Really? They had this whole, this whole season was based around this Alex Jones character who was ended up being basically working undercover for for the government and if you look at it from you know the highest level possible sure i could see that shit our government does way shadier shit than make fat angry guys famous i'll tell you that so that wouldn't shock me but i honestly don't give a fuck either way i find alex jones and his insane antics and how red his face gets when he gets angry to be very entertaining. Yeah, I find him very like, find, highly entertaining. I like him being around. I I, I do realize they keep shutting some him point, down though. He'll probably be murdered eventually, <laughs> uh, assassinated by someone. But until then, uh, I enjoy him. And in the way he runs when he's angry is funny too. If you've never seen that clip <laughs> hey, of him hey, chasing that guy me. down, he's trying to fight that guy in the street. So funny. It's one of the funniest things you're ever going to see. That it's just face me like a man. Yeah. If it's all persona, if it all is an act, uh, it's one of the all-time great performances. In the history of like performance, it's performance art. <laughs> I seriously think it might be, and it's look. I've, I'm also for those of you who have heard me say that you that I thought Kanye West was performance art at one point. Uh, I was wrong about that one. He's just mentally ill. Just for the record, I have backed away from Kanye's just doing performance art. I am now firmly on the Kanye needs help train. Alex Jones, on the other hand, I'm I'm still. I think he's doing it. So you know, you know, we actually him. have a guy in the company uh, that used to work for Alex Jones. Yeah, <laughs> I do, which is hysterical. He worked at InfoWars. We'll, we'll just say this. He did designer uh, work at InfoWars as his job before Grandex. And I remember when they told me that, they were like, yeah, we're hiring a dude from InfoWars. I was like, oh, good. <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? What the we fuck? Actually, we should get him in the studio one time and just kind of like... Talk about that. It'd have an funny, entire man. back to recover episode on InfoWars. Alex Jones, what a fucking character. Great country we live in. You guys have any shouts? Shouts to that fat fuck running around out there just <laughs> pissing people off. Shouts to MC uh, Felony Hound. You know how much you have to love money for your persona to be that you're trying to get everyone to hate you as much as possible? Yes. That, that's insane. You have to I couldn't do it. There's like, dude, not enough money in the world to say that uh, Sandy Hook was a, a was hoax. It, was dude, a hoax. <laughs> he can't leave his house. Like He can't go out in public without getting harassed. Honestly, like it's fun. It's everyone like, hates him. Celebrities who are famous crazy people. because people like their persona struggle in the public eye. Can you imagine <laughs> it being everyone wants to kill you? No. And you're fat and weird looking and funny looking? 
fuck that's just that he is one of the and most american things yeah he's one of the most american things that ever happened. and he goes and eats in Matt's Ranch. <laughs> we went to the same high school by the way Shut he's the, the most famous up. alum from my high school dude yeah. this this <laughs> restaurant dylan saw him at like we eat there all the fucking all time, the time. And alex jones just takes his family into this nice family mexican restaurant and he sits down at the table where everyone in the whole restaurant is aware that this man shouts loudly things like, <laughs> like sandy, sandy hook, hook was, was a hoax <laughs> you can't do that you can't. children died there they were shot uh, yeah yeah, I'm children. Have, children were murdered. The enchiladas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we got to this guy, but I'm glad we did because he's a funny fucking character. Uh, shouts to my UCF Knights. Shouts to uh, Citronaut making his return tonight with the space uniforms UCF wears tonight. That thing is tight. Uh, Dan's wearing the shirt, by the way. Uh, shouts to the Rockets, who are, I think, one in five. You guys suck dick right now. It's awful. Um <laughs> Carmelo, but I'm glad to have you back. It's by the way, people are all trying to blame it on like, oh, we told you, Carmelo. No one on this team has tried a single game so far. It's been very hard to watch. I almost applaud the lack of effort. It's it's amazing. They have a preseason for a reason. What the fuck are these guys doing? Jesus. But still, shouts to the Rockets. Nice. Uh, make sure to rate us five stars on iTunes. Uh, subscribe, of course. Leave a review. We're on Spotify now, we too. We are also on Spotify. So if you don't like Apple, you can always hit us up on Spotify. Yeah. Make sure to tell a friend about the podcast, of course, or else my cousin Sean will show up to your doorstep with a Louisville slugger. Sean's been busted kneecaps lately, by the way. Bat's, Bat's been worn in a little bit. He's he's just like the Bear Jew and uh, Inglorious Bastards, yeah. where he's just keeping count. Yes. And he's actually actively waits in a tunnel, just like the Bear Jew, until we call him out mm-hmm. to bust your kneecaps. And he's he's taking scalps. Now he's now he's scalping people too. Great, this is elevated. It's a lot of blood on our hands. It man. is. This is it's just <laughs> I, just, I, I just. I think we're taking it too seriously. Just leave the fucking review. Uh, this is getting weird. <laughs> uh, make sure to tune in Monday. Uh, we'll recap everything that happened this weekend. Hopefully LSU is victorious, and I don't look like a giant asshole. So. I hope you look like a giant. <laughs> They're not going to win. You, you just, just hope they cover, Dan. That would cover your ass. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll see you then. Adios. Bye.